Listen up. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Are you ready to get the inside info that will blow your mind? Get ready for Next Level, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs and business owners like you get ahead. We cover topics important to you, like avoiding HR mishaps, solving payroll challenges, mastering benefits, and much more. That's what I'm talking about. So if you're ready for real HR talk, meet your host, Aurelia Fall. Another episode of Next Level. Well, hello, everyone. It's a beautiful day in Brockville, and I'm thrilled that you have tuned in to another episode of Next Level. This is the first episode of the year, so I'm taking this opportunity to wish you and your loved ones a happy new year. For this new season of Next Level, we have planned a lot of inspirational discussions that will help you manage your business, lead your employees for this new virtual world, aka new normal that we live in. So to get our discussion off to a great start, I have invited Natalie Dotson, an experienced HR professional who will speak on the top three New Year's resolutions or intentions of a smart business owner. Natalie, Happy New Year, and thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Same to you. I'm so happy to be back on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you. You always have great inspiration and great insights that would help anyone, especially business owners in this field. Oh, thank you. So, Natalie, as I was pondering and thinking about last year, you know our world has been turned completely upside down by the arrival of the coronavirus. No one truly predicted or knew the massive impact it will have on our society or on the economy and the way we conduct business. You know what? 2020 is gone. Good riddance. It's over. And now we're looking to the future for new growth, tons of opportunities, and high profits. What should we do to witness these positive changes? What are the intentional steps that we should take to be more specific employers and managers should take in order to see this amazing growth happen in their lives? We've learned uh, from navigating, let's call them the surprise challenges of 2020, um, that adaptability, it's the make or break quality for people and for business in times of upheaval. So, you know, I'll say small businesses, especially, they tend to have less of a financial buffer to absorb, to help absorb losses and keep afloat while they figure things out, right? So there's less time to think. <laughs> and, um, so hats off, you know, all you small business owners out there, you've really had to think on your feet. Um, are you ready for a pep talk? <laughs> um, you're a powerboat. You are a powerboat. You can do this. You are not a cruise ship. And the difference is, as a powerboat, you might not be able to um, be as steady on those big waves, but you can cut through them, you can steer a lot faster, you have adaptability on your side. For example, uh, you might not have huge cash reserves to keep optimal stability through downturns, right? But instead, you you could prioritize having the agility to adjust quickly to unforeseen challenges. And the ability to be responsive is a great advantage. So in, in general sense, what everybody sees for you as a setback, a weakness is actually a strength. Well, that even adds more. So to your point, one of the ways that I suggest you bring that into your organization is to change the way you recruit. So recruiting to prioritize adaptability and flexibility might look something like this. Well, firstly, 
If I could put it all in a nutshell, I'd say you're looking for situational intelligence as the most important overall quality. So some of the indicators of adaptability and situational intelligence, knowing what to do on the spot, right? Creativity. So that signals a tendency toward a fresh response to everyday challenges. Um, you can't always uh, tell by asking, you know, what would you do in a situation where, but you can notice on the resume and your conversation also things like curiosity. Curiosity can be noticed by the combination of different occupations on a resume, for instance. That's a non-traditional way to look for it, but it does indicate that a person wanted to try different things. Now that might bring you to say, well, yeah, but I don't want somebody who skips around or who is fickle. Uh-uh, because if you can find yourself someone who thrives, when they learn through experience, you know you're going to have plenty of ability to offer great learning experiences um, in your business. Um, empathy is a great predictor of an engaged mindset. So someone who actually cares what's going on around them, what's going on in um, the world of their colleagues, their clients. So I'm not talking about somebody who loves drama or somebody who spends all their time thinking about emotions, but someone who easily tunes in. A sense of adventure is great because then you can really ride the waves. Then you can really uh, roll with whatever arises during the day with more grace and more um, responsiveness, more appropriate responses. You know, if you can tell if a person has a sense of adventure, sometimes you can tell from also their resume, have they, or, or a conversation with them during a phone screening, you might talk about travel, you might lead them into that area, or maybe they tell you they learned a new language just for the fun of it. That's pretty adventurous too. So last but so not least, <laughs> a great sense of humor. So those are all traits that indicate great adaptability and situational intelligence. You get the idea. In order to build a resilient business in these times, you know, you know, one has to be able to adapt quickly to situations. You need to have a resilient staff. And in order to have a resilient staff, they need to have all these um, interpersonal, interpersonal skills such as empathy, creativity, adaptability, sense of humor. And then um, that leads you to the second part of the journey, which is to revise all your your um, roles and your positions in the company in order to make it a more resilient business. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good point. I'm so glad you raised it because we have, you know, maybe spent the past however many years with a receptionist and an office manager and a, um, a floor manager and this and that. Well, uh, we get used to those roles involving um, or those positions involving XYZ roles. If one of the duties has always been, you know, take the mail to the FedEx office at the end of the day, that's an example of something that could actually be divvied up and done by one or several other individuals so that that office manager might get to try something new traditionally outside of their role. So identify roles that compose positions and take those roles and cross train so that, you know, one colleague can cover for another better and um, job descriptions can be composed 
with that in mind. Awesome. So Natalie, what is another New Year's resolution, or I would like to say intention, that a smart business owner should take in order to make this year successful? Yeah, you know why I call them intentions? Because I love that word. Yeah. I have to tell you, I love that word because the other day I was listening to a podcast and the speaker was talking about her resolution is about being intentional. Oh, that was her resolution. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You can have resolutions, but not really be intentional. You say, I want to lose 20 pounds this year, but then you keep eating. That's so true. <laughs> you keep eating every day. You're like, oh, no, I'm going to just, <laughs> just have one more donut. I'm going to have just a little bit of chips. And then you see the year goes by and, oh, what happened to your right. goal of using 20 pounds? It never happened because you weren't, you didn't take the necessary precautions or measures to make that goal. So you have to yeah. be intentional about Yeah things in order to have more of a successful year. So I actually yeah. do love that word. Oh, you know what goes great with intentions? Mm-hmm. And I had no intention of talking about this, but declarations as a leader, which leads me into my next, you know, top three most recommended um, New Year's intentions <laughs> um, slash resolutions, um, whichever pleases you. But um Declarations. So as a leader, um, something occurs to you in the moment that seems like the right response to what is going on in front of you. You as the leader can make a declaration. I see a lot of creativity in this room and I know we are going to find a better solution than ever to this same problem. You are a great team. Like that's a declaration, right? So um, being intentional and seeing and declaring, that's a good leadership uh, technique when things are very changing and changeable. And anyway, that was a segue. That was a little eddy. That was a little um, offshoot. (laughs) Um, But to bring us back, Number two, but no less important than number one, leadership has become, leadership skills, let's say, has become um, more important than ever as well. Because the more self-managed a person is, the more, the better they are at coaching themselves as though they were their own leader, the more resilient they will be and the more receptive to your leadership. So if a person is savvy to leadership behaviors that bring out the best in the others around them, then you're really maximizing your workforce, right? Think about times when you felt that people looked to you and followed you the most easily. What were you doing When were things the most frictionless? And of course, that circumstance might not translate directly to now, but I will tell you some things that always work. The same qualities that I told you to look for in your candidates. So a good sense of humor, empathy, um, respect, though. I will say that as a leader, respect is of the utmost importance. It sets the tone. It might look like a different kind of respect than you might be used to. It might simply be that you um, being listened to in, in a considerate way. Your uh, your directions are being acted upon um, sincerely. But um, the point is that there are qualities that we can uh, foster in our workforce that will help them energize and motivate each other, even when they're working remotely. 
even when they're working I was remotely. Say, especially I've seen in it. these times where we're all yeah. working remotely, yeah. it's important to cultivate a spirit of leadership and initiative yeah. and not wait for somebody else to yeah. tell you what to do yeah. or, you know, to execute your projects. Yeah. This really resonates with me because now we're all separated and managers cannot really see how productive their employees are unless they have a way to measure yeah. based on the output of their work. Right. But right. Um, with that in consideration, what are some key practical things that they can do to build that spirit of leadership, not just for themselves, but for their employees as well? Yeah, that's a good one. So um, there are books and mm -hmm. articles that I'd say if it inspires you, then it might inspire your employees too. And talk about respect. You know, how respected would you feel if your boss came to you and said, hey, I read this book, I loved it, and I'd like to share it with you. Also, articles uh, from Harvard Business Review will give you great tips on cultivating a learning mindset, as I mentioned before, which um, also happens to encourage great self-management. People learn to uh, change the way that they motivate themselves when they're used to thinking in a certain way. Well, Natalie, this is really, this discussion has been really eye-opening. And um, again, like as I've said before, it's sometimes difficult to see how your interpersonal skills can impact how you do business. And, it's, and, it, and those become even more relevant when we're in time of crisis, because it's not anymore about what you say, but it's about how you say, and it's about how you keep those relationships. Because people who, with who you have great relationships will be longer loyal to you. Customers who can relate with you will stay longer at your company or will use longer your services if they can relate, if they have a strong bond with you. And another thing that I've noticed is that as a leader in time of crisis, not only do you need to be resilient, but you need to know how to lead. If you don't have the right leadership skills, that will cause people to fluctuate toward you and to glean from your experiences or from your behavior, your mental behavior. You easily are going to lose employees and have attrition and see a lot of things happening. And this is definitely not the time to have some kind of mental breakdown. This is the time to pull it together. And again, like we've talked about, focus on your strength. What are you good at? What are your employees good at? How can your company survive with the current environment and industry that we're in. Which leads me again to our last um, example, or I should say our last advice. What else can we do to make this year a success? Right, well, um, a third resolution would be to think about perks differently. See, I've saved the lightest uh, <laughs> resolution um, or intention for last. So traditionally, perks are things that include bonuses on a regular basis and um, many... Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take those if they come, Eight right? Time but, off, please. <laughs> <laughs> but let's face it, sometimes uh, we can't afford those, right? right? As, as business leaders, business people who have budgets uh, may not have as big a budget. Right. Um, and also, just like um, the element of surprise has introduced itself into our lives with quite a presence, um, the element of surprise is actually fantastic when it comes to perks. So if you can't give a quarterly bonus, that's okay. I mean, okay, yeah, it stings a bit, but this is a great opportunity to 
do things that are thoughtful and that don't cost a lot of money. And I know that's the holy grail that's been talked about for a decade. Uh, But still, things like a box of chocolates to their home address even if your your employees are working in the office and you could easily hand them that box of chocolate, you know, you'd be surprised the impact that mailing something to someone's home can have. But the point is to adapt your perks to what would really hit the spot now. Obviously, gift cards are always appreciated, things like that, you know, but they don't have to cost a lot. They have to be sincere. And um, yeah, you were mentioning before um, interpersonal skills And I'm going to flip that and say intrapersonal skills. So as a person uh, treats others, you want them to treat themselves too. You want someone who can be kind to themselves as well as to others. You want someone who can um, reassure and uh, comfort themselves when they've made a mistake. Very, very profound what you're saying, especially in this climate where Mental wellness is almost just as important as physical uh, wellness. And, you know, these perks, when you're stuck at home for such a long period of time without seeing any physical person, any kind of gesture is really, really impactful, especially in this day and time. And I think if people believe that you care about them, they're going to be willing to stay longer at your company and they'll be willing to fight for your back. Yeah. And they want to see you treating their colleagues well, too. Um, you know, I got a $5 Dunkin' Donuts gift card once and it may, it meant the world. It was from a colleague. So you can also extend your your perk distribution network to your, uh, to your employees. You could give them a budget of gift cards. Uh, every month or whatever you want to do so that they can be encouraged to recognize each other too. So you don't have to do it all on your own. That's uh, that's my biggest point here is that by fostering adaptability, empathy, great sense of humor, um, creativity, sense of adventure, curiosity, you bring more energy into your organization. And uh, these employees will uplift you when you need it. They, and I was yeah, going to say, so. and that supports your your comment about your own intrapersonal skills. If you don't have strong intrapersonal skills, being surrounded by people who offer you the support that you need mentally, physically, financially is huge because it's going to take you down the path of, I can do this on my own. Well, Natalie, this was such a great discussion tonight. Like I said, I hope our listeners glean something um, valuable for their businesses in all my babble i hope they did too (laughs) i hope this discussion sparked up new ideas what you can do for your employees and your business and bring about change bring the change that you are hoping to see this new year it doesn't have to be like 2020 this is going to be a better year than 2020 this is aurelia and i hope that you're going to connect with us for our next episode of next level 